Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, November 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Farm Bill is a five-year, $500 billion policy and spending plan that affects every American. It's up for renewal next year, but even politically savvy people don't totally understand it. And I try and keep up on things, but I don't even know what's all in the Farm Bill. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All will examine the Farm Bill and how it will shape up under a divided Congress. A recently elected member of the St. Louis County Council hopes County Executive Sam Page takes a more conciliatory tone next year. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on Dennis Hancock's appearance on Politically Speaking. Hancock defeated Democrat Vicki England for the council's third district seat, which includes places like Fenton, Kirkwood, and Manchester. With his win, Page won't have four reliable allies on the council, which means he'll need to compromise with some of his critics to pass major legislation. Hancock says he hopes that Page will change his strategy with the council when he's sworn into office in January 2023. Knowing that he doesn't have four votes he can count on for every issue, I would hope that the county executive would move closer to the middle. Hancock expects St. Louis County's budget to be a major issue for the county council next year. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. That episode of Politically Speaking is posted at stlpr.org. Students at Marquette High School in West St. Louis County will stay home today and tomorrow following multiple threats last week against the school. Students and staff evacuated the high school on Thursday and Friday after separate threats were made on social media. Rockwood School District officials say a temporary move to virtual learning this week will help students and staff regroup. Counselors will be at the school. The change applies only to Marquette and not to other schools in the Rockwood District. A recent study of St. Louis region business owners finds only about a quarter of respondents have a written plan for how they will transition from their businesses. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on how that may affect the region as many owners get close to retirement. The survey, commissioned by Archford Capital, finds about two-thirds of regional business owners are at or near retirement age. But that can be complicated without a plan for what's next. Shane Propisal is the chief operating officer for STJ Group Holdings, the parent company of family-owned businesses like The King and I and J International Foods. It's been my experience from what I've seen and heard is that succession planning is hard and it's sometimes the stickiest topic because, you know, a lot of times folks aren't ready to let go. Proposal says these are tough conversations, but necessary for carrying on a regional business's legacy. Without proper planning, he says well-established companies may shudder. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Charles man is dead following a weekend standoff with police in O'Fallon, Missouri. Authorities say 32-year-old Taylor Lee Showmaker of St. Charles was shot and killed by police Saturday after he fired a gun at officers during that standoff. Police say Showmaker initially threatened his parents and a gun was fired in a fight with his father. The parents were not injured. Post-Dispatch reports the St. Charles County Regional Critical Incident Team is handling the investigation. There are body cam recordings of the shooting, but authorities are not releasing that video as the investigation continues at this point. 
More than 8 million turkeys have died or been destroyed because of bird flu this year. That, along with inflation, is pushing up turkey prices. Harvest Public Media's Katie Pikus reports. The American Farm Bureau Federation says a 16-pound turkey costs about $5 more than last year. And while industry groups say there are plenty of turkeys available despite bird flu, they may be a bit smaller. Iowa State University's Chad Hart says some turkeys were harvested earlier than normal to help fill Thanksgiving demand. We will have a selection of larger birds available, but they won't be quite as prevalent. And we'll have a few that were started, say, like in September, trying to make up for some of those lost flocks that are going to be right there in the case along with them. But Hart says by Christmas time, size will be less of an issue. Turkeys have a few more weeks to grow. I'm Katie Pikus, Harvest Public Media. The Congress taking office next year will feature a Senate with a narrow Democratic majority and a House with a Republican majority. The Farm Bill is one of the biggest items the divided Congress will have to address. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports how that split will affect the wide-ranging legislation is not clear. On a cold and windy morning right before the midterm elections, shoppers at the farmer's market in Rolla were perusing meats, vegetables, and other products. They care about their food and where it comes from. Shopper Phyllis Mayer says she knows the Farm Bill is important, but that's about where her knowledge ends. And I try and keep up on things, but I don't even know what's all in the Farm Bill. Susan Rassman also says the Farm Bill is important, but adds it shouldn't matter what party someone's in when it comes to food. I think we have good candidates on both sides. They just aren't, I think, really coming forward because of such polarization. As partisan and divided as Congress is, the Farm Bill may still be neutral ground. The Farm Bill is almost unique in recent history as being a bill that typically has uh, supporters from both parties and opponents from both parties. Pat Westoff leads agricultural research policy at the University of Missouri. He says even with a clear lack of partisanship, there will be many disputes over the Farm Bill and its spending that could reach more than a half a trillion dollars. The biggest portion of the Farm Bill, more than 75 percent of total dollars spent, is on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Ellen Vollinger is the SNAP director for the Food Research and Action Center, a nonpartisan group that advocates for food programs. She says making sure people have enough to eat isn't and shouldn't be a partisan issue. Benefits are going to average about $6 a person a day for SNAP. So it's not a program that provides uh, really sufficient food purchasing power for people to be able to afford a reasonably decent diet um, on a sustained basis. Vollinger says her group is going to lobby hard for the new farm bill to increase the level of benefits and make sure they are accessible to everyone who qualifies. For farmers, the big issue will be crop protection programs, things like crop insurance subsidies and price protections. Westoff of the University of Missouri says there will be added pressure from farmers to bolster those programs because of inflation and supply chain problems. So the current high prices we're experiencing, high costs we're experiencing right now, will only be reflected in, in support for, the, uh, for producers. Uh, so we, we have a, a period right now of very, very low support uh, to, to the farm sector coming from basic commodity programs. Just as the Farm Bill is up for renewal, 
Westhoff says farmers are hurting because current government support programs for farmers haven't caught up with inflation and market issues caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's likely to be a top priority for agriculture interests. Climate change is one area that may be affected by party affiliation. Democrats tend to be more open to such legislation than Republicans. Ricardo Salvador is the director of the Food and Environment Program with the Union of Concerned Scientists. The Farm Bill hasn't touched issues of climate change since the 1990s. Salvador says as shocking as that may be, his organization is optimistic about getting environmental provisions in the upcoming legislation. In the 21st century, we just cannot afford to have federal legislation on agriculture that doesn't recognize the reality of climate change. And more importantly, the fact that agriculture both causes important greenhouse gas emissions and can help us mitigate uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Salvador says things are changing rapidly in the U.S. For example, farmers who were among the most ardent climate change deniers have come around and are among the groups looking to promote new practices to decrease greenhouse gases. While congressional committees have been meeting to discuss the Farm Bill throughout the year, the new Congress will convene January 3rd, and it could take them most of 2023 to pass the mammoth legislation. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest, including St. Louis Public Radio. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.